Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey, welcome back to Season 4 of Pigeonal Hockey, a participating member of the Hockey Podcast Network. This is Chris and today's co-host, Sam. How's it going, hockey fans? And you know us, we don't claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So how goes life, Sam? It's going all right. Um, We're recording this on Tuesday, January 30th, and uh, we just took care of one episode, and now we're on to the next one. And I think that I'm slightly more awake than how I started the last episode. So progress. (laughs) progress is yeah, being made <laughs> the listeners are hearing uh this is a back-to-back recording for us but the listeners are hearing this like almost a week a little bit more than a week after we recorded it because we're recording it on january 30th it's probably dropping around february 11th february 12th um i don't know actually what the days of the week are february 8th let's look it says this episode will probably <laughs> drop the listeners are like are you crazy yeah probably around february 7th february 8th maybe um We'll see here, but, uh, but maybe earlier, who knows? Uh, it's that time of year, man, where I'm getting a lot of requests uh, to jump on the episode. It happened, um, in our first year recording, second, third year, here we are in our fourth year of recording. It is season four. And, uh, yeah, this time of year, like January, February, March, we just get inundated with requests to jump on. There's so much to cover on top of it. It's actually the busiest time for us to like cover because teams are wrapping up seasons. We still have awards episodes. We have players of the year episodes. We have playoffs happening. The NHL goes through its uh, trade deadline window. I mean, it's just a wildly busy time of year for hockey, which is incredible for us. But when it comes to recording and then I realize, I think each year I've ended up with a backlog where I'm like, okay, I just got to punch out episodes. Let's start getting people recorded. <laughs> Because otherwise it's, you know, you're like, yeah, yeah, you can jump on and let me find a time. And it's like three months later, you're like, okay, yeah, finally got you on. And, um, <laughs> you know, I don't like pushing people too far back, but I, it's th- this time of year, it consistently happens. So I'm just trying to find a way to, to squeeze in all the requests and not inundate listeners with, you know, like in season one where we'd have sometimes like three to five episodes a week. And I'm not kidding. Look at season one. It was also COVID. There was nothing better to do. so you'd finish up with work and then you weren't allowed to go anywhere so you're like i'll record an episode yeah exactly might might as well talk to the screen (laughs) yeah i mean may as well record people were listening so i mean it really did help us launch and, and, and keep some of our sanity uh throughout that but no one wants to talk about that but yeah i mean it's it's just consistently growing in this time of year it's just it, it peaks at this time of year and then literally the opposite time of year we're talking the summer it's sometimes a slight struggle to find uh, content because everyone's off on summer breaks. People are doing camps. Everyone's trying to figure out their rosters. Players are trying to make teams. The People NHL draft is, Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> NHL, yeah. I'm calling out some of your teams, um, but uh, you know the NHL draft was like weeks before, so no one really cares anymore. So it's just you end up with the opposite time of year lull where. Uh, we that's where we get the creative episodes like redrafting the 2020 12 or the 2012 NHL draft and 
and stuff like that, you know, with, with hindsight in mind and, and stuff like that. There's some still a lot of fun episodes and content. So guys don't give up on us in the summer. It's still fun to listen to us. You know, it's, we just, promise. it's a little and, bit more content. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say it, hopefully it helps uh, on your end as well, that when you've got all these, all these episodes planned for January, February, March, that now we're at the point where we've got like, I don't know, like five or six co-hosts that can hop on and, you know, find time to work, work with you on all these, all your different ideas and episodes that you got planned. So that at least at a minimum, you know, it's not, it's not just you trying to, trying to fit all this in somehow. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's, it's the thing is, that's why we have so many co-hosts. Uh, I don't know if someone's asked a question at one point. Um, maybe someone has not I don't know. I've explained it at some point to somebody, uh, probably offline where it's like, you know, you have so many co-hosts. It's like, well, it's, it's just, it's more convenient, um, for the co-hosts. It's, uh, I wanted to, when I made, when I decided I wanted to make a podcast, um, I did all my research. I mean, ever there's a, you know, platform to use editing, all that stuff. Right. And really what it boiled down to with me is I got frustrated with a lot of podcasts I liked. Um, where, especially in the summer, which a lot, that's when you do a lot of road trips, um, most often. And I was frustrated with podcasts where they, they would start off really hot for like a few months and then they would just fade. It just became too much work and it happens, it happens so much. And, uh, and I get frustrated cause I'm like, I really enjoyed the podcast and you feel like you kind of become, you know, they're not, you don't know them. They're not your friends, but you're like. You know, you get used to their their little nuances, some of their stories where they go off on like I do uh, go off on these like five or six minute rants because, you know, their dog escaped the yard and, and they, you know, they went through this whole drama trying to get the dog back. And then, you know, something happened with an you know, ice cream machine at work or something. And so weird little things where you start to become, you know, like, oh, I like this podcast. And then they just the, the episodes die and you got nothing to listen to. So I'm like, if I'm going to do a podcast, I'm going to drop one a week. And if I can't drop one that week, because, again, schedules happen life happens. I always have the backup episode available. Like me and me and Heath, I think we recorded a backup episode at this point about five or six, seven, eight weeks ago. Unfortunately, I haven't had to use it, but if I have to use it, I'll just drop it in there. So this way listeners still have something to listen to every week. I also feel like too many episodes a week is this, you know, then I feel like I can't keep up then and become frustrated. And I'm like, well, I can't listen to three or four episodes a week. I'm and then you just feel like you've missed something somewhere along the line. So this this one to two a week thing has kind of been our standard since where the listeners at least get one a week, but no more than two. Uh, it's pretty rare we do two. We haven't done two in a while, but in, in probably the next six, seven, eight weeks, listeners, you're going to get about two a week because we've, we've got a lot of great guests lined up. Uh, we recently recorded with, uh, which you listeners may have already heard, the episode with Ryan Henry, the goaltender for the Ogden Mustangs. It was a great interview, great kid to talk to. You know, if you haven't listened to that episode, go give it a listen. Um, Isn't he pro? And, uh, yeah, he's a, did I say, who did I say? You said Ogden. Oh, everybody's in Ogden. All right, Ryan, you're in Ogden. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, with Provo. And yeah, just a... Uh, They've been great episodes. We have a lot of great guests lined up. We have a few more coming in. Um, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be some great guests, some great content, some great awards. Playoffs are coming. It's just a time of year where it just bulks up a little while. Uh, lasts for about, like I said, about six, seven, eight weeks. And then 
we kind of fade back down to about an episode a week and periodically because of the playoffs and everything we jump up to it's going to be random but this is time of year where you tend to get a little bit more um bang for your buck but uh but yeah man i mean the usphl games this month have been a lot of fun to watch I know me and you were talking about on a, on the previous NCDC Awards episode, the atmosphere inside the Rogue Valley Royals. Uh, what is the arena that y'all play in? It's funny. It's it's the rink, but with three R's. So ah, the yes, yes. RRR rink. <laughs> the, the rink. The rink. <laughs> it's, like, it's like we're Spanish, <laughs> but we're really not. It's on the same planet. You know? So <laughs> you know. It's not on planet XX7B or whatever you said earlier. <laughs> yeah, the NCDC episode, yeah. Yeah, until <laughs> until uh, until the beings on uh, yeah, exoplanet like XB7364. XB27, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell me that uh you know their 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 positions like there's something cooler than the goalie in hockey, then I won't believe them. So but no, this is the top ten positional standouts of the month for the uh the USPHL After Dark, which is the Northwest and Pacific Divisions. And uh, again, a little caveat for listeners that haven't heard it before is that it's not fully stats-based. Uh, it's based, uh, you know, we watch the games, so we get to see the players in action. Stats are included. Uh, starts are included. There's there's multiple factors that ultimately dictate who ends up where. Um, and there's a scoring system that I had to quickly uh, delete before me and Sam jumped on because it just trying to read the names off with ev- all this information everywhere. I'm just like, delete, 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 delete. Like uh, <laughs> each, like had t- over 20 players uh, in each category uh, again this month, because it was just so hard to break it down to a top 10. But in that I didn't delete all the scores and the, the notes. So I just had to clear that up because otherwise I'll be, you know, talking about a player and, and mentioning that Ryan Henry plays with Ogden when Ryan Henry plays with Provo. So happens. There's a lot of players to keep track of, to be fair, but uh, yes, yes. I did not actually see that extra scoring system. I must have been on a different tab. So that's that's kind of you funny are. that n- now I understand. Yeah. Now I understand what was happening. <laughs> yeah. It, and, and that's the thing is like when I start reading it off and I'm like, oh, I, have to, I have to read around my I think I did it one episode and I just kept screwing stuff up because I was reading around things and I'm like, just clean it up like I do for like our shared document. I clean it up so that everyone can see a clean thing but the 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 notes that go into it are a lot i think we'll go probably the notes will get a little bit more detail for the players of the year awards but um for the month ones it's just quick shout out this is the player that really stood out and then press on because otherwise the episodes could be really long so but uh also with the ncdc episode grown by jumping back to them real quick the players of the year is still gonna be a top 10 for the yeah. month, five works, but I think for the year, I, there's just too many players not to mention. Uh, so they'll still be a top 10 for the NCDC. But this is the USPHL West. Again, they've had great months, and let's, let's yeah. get into it because it's, it's been really fun. Absolutely. And as always, we will start at the blue line. So, Chris, who are the USPHL After Dark Defenders of the Month for January? Uh, defenders of the month start with that number 10 a very familiar name on this list and those in the rogue valley but it's going to be blaze Ebbinghouse, the 03 from the rogue valley royals from bloomfield colorado uh had three assists this month in eight games played but again he does his job first and that's being a defenseman at number nine it's going to be from the lake tahoe lakers the 03 from fresno california johnny gunn who had one goal and four assists in seven games played at number eight from the Vernal Oilers, the 04 from Trenton, Slovakia, Jacob Bulik, 
who had zero goals and two assists in 12 games played. At number seven, from the Bellingham Blazers, the 04 from Pialup, Pialup Washington. I'm going to keep screwing that up. Uh, Ethan Bacchus, uh, he had one goal, two assists in eight games played. At number six, from the Bakersfield Roughnecks, the 04 from Phoenix, Arizona, Nicholas Modlin, who had one goal and seven assists in 10 games played. And number five, from the Bakersfield Roughnecks, the 04 from Scottsdale, Arizona, Hudson Whitney, who had one goal and six assists in 10 games played. At number four, from the Seattle Totems, the 03 from Kalispell, Montana, Peter Kanapka, who had a goal and an assist in six games played and kept himself out of the box. At number three, we're going to go right back to the Rogue Valley Royals, the 04 from Russia, Konstantin Los who had one goal and four assists in eight games played. I'm sure you probably have a little bit to add there about Constantine. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun to watch him ever since he came over from from uh, Long Beach. And he's just been so solid on the blue line with both his hockey IQ as well as his skating ability, his stick handling, um, and just been putting putting up great numbers for the Royals, which is exactly what they needed on the blue line, just – it's been, it was like you have mentioned previously, we just had some issues at the beginning of the season with some injuries and some, some visa stuff and they needed depth at the blue line and they found it. And now they've got some very solid top pairings at the blue line. And that's so incredible for the team to have there. And I mean, again, you, you get to see these guys and that's why, I mean, they, they all kind of get mentioned here. Like, you, you know, you get to see a lot of Kanapka and yep. Bach, Botskis and uh, Bulick, but uh, not so much of like, uh, we've had Gunn, Modlin, Whitney. Uh, now you guys have faced off against the Bakersfield Roughnecks this month and the Lake Tahoe, or not this month, but this year and the Lake Tahoe Lakers, but you don't get to see them uh, as often as the teams in your own division. Yeah, absolutely. I I did not get to see the series against Bakersfield, but I know that we faced off against them at the beginning of the year, as well as I believe at the showcase too, and got to see Gunn when they came to Medford last month in December. And, uh, and yeah, so just getting to see some of these other names, but certainly seeing guys like Kanapka and Bacchus up close, like both very talented defenders. And uh, there's a lot, there's a lot of defenders that are hard to get by, whether it's because of speed or size in the, uh, in the Northwest division. Yeah. And this I just had a, I don't know if the listeners heard that. I just had another fraud call, right? The second, I don't know what's up with Canada, but they need oh, to control God. their numbers. Like I get phone calls all day. It's <laughs> horribly annoying. Um, but <laughs> moving on. Uh, speaking of another player, you probably get to see quite often the in the 04 from the Seattle Totems from Pasadena, California. Michael Carvelas, who scored uh, one goal and five assists this month in six games played, and again, quite smartly kept himself out of the box. Yeah, him and him and Kanapka, both Kyle and I noted throughout that series uh, earlier this month that they were just so hard to get by and were putting up great numbers on the offensive end as well. It was just their skating ability, their stick handling ability, their defensive IQ. It was just it was very tough to get past them whenever they were on the ice. No, they're incredible defenders, and that's why, uh, like I said, Seattle was always uh, always fighting for uh, trying to be at that top spot in the Northwest. So. Um, but yeah, uh, he's had another great month. Now that we've gotten to number two, who is the number one pigeonhole hockey podcast USPHL after dark defender of the month for January? Uh, defender of the month for January is going to be the 04 from Sweden from the San Diego Sabres, Tim Credine. He had a goal and eight assists in seven games played and most importantly, kept himself out of the box. But he's just been... He's been great for San Diego this season. He's uh he's been mentioned on the podcast at least once 
before, if not twice. Uh, he's he's been a great pickup there um, by Coach Perez and and the San Diego team. That's uh, probably more uh, obviously the general manager. Um, can't remember the general manager's name. You can see their face, but can't remember the name. <laughs> so about the, uh, ah, it's gonna bother me now. But um, but yeah, and uh, it's just been uh, you know San Diego's had a fun season. And so it's it's been a fun team to watch. But uh, yeah, so Tim Gradeen is the USPHL After Dark Defender of the Month. But but Sam, who are the top 10 forwards in the month in the USPHL After Dark? All right. For the month of January, we will start at number 10. The 03 from Marysville, Washington, from the Seattle Totems, Trevor Lukes, who had, or I keep, you know what, I keep saying his name wrong. I think it's Lux, actually. Um Put up eight points, four goals, four assists in six games played. Got to see him very recently in the series against the Royals, and he's he's on that top line for a reason. Very fast skater, very good player, tough to go up against. At number nine, from the Las Vegas T-Birds, the 03 from Colorado Springs, Colorado, Mark Scioli put up 15 points, eight games, or excuse me, eight goals, seven assists in 12 games played. At number eight, from the Bellingham Blazers, the 06 from Missoula, Montana, Alex Clark put up nine points, one goal, eight assists in eight games played. At number seven, from the Casper Roughnecks, 03 from Cheyenne, Wyoming, Zane Pickle put up 10 points, four goals, six assists in nine games played. At number six, from the Seattle Totems, the 06 from Rancho Cucamonga, California, Seth Morris put up eight points in uh, six games played, four goals, four assists, and no penalty minutes as well. Kept himself out of the box, which is something that, once again, you've mentioned before. It's really important to do. Absolutely. At number five, from the Casper Roughnecks, the 05 from Camarno, Slovakia, Christoph Molnar put up 14 points, seven goals, seven assists in nine games played. At number four, from the Seattle Totems, but previously in the month, he was on Bakersfield. The 04 from Puyallup, Washington. KJ Edwards put up 10 points, four goals, six assists in seven games played, and zero penalty minutes. At number three from the Las Vegas T Birds, the 05 from Terrebonne, Quebec. Noah Morency put up 20 points. That's a big number. 10 goals, 10 assists in 10 and <laughs> 12 games played. At number two from the San Diego Sabres, the 03 Swiss American from Harrison, New York. Mario Paganini put up 23 points, 14 assists, nine goals in six games played. <laughs> Only six games played. <laughs> I have to beep that out. <laughs> it's like I didn't, I didn't process, I didn't read it, and then, and then it hit me. <laughs> yeah, no, Mario's had a, has has had another great month. Um, but yeah, they didn't, they didn't get a lot of games this month. San Diego was. Pretty minimal on games this month. So uh, yeah, you have some weird, the, some weird schedules with whether it's Fernal or Fresno or sometimes yeah. San Diego, where like they just they play so so few games, and then they're like, you look at the standings, and it's like, wait, we've played like six more games than this other team. Where are they going to make that up? <laughs> yeah, and and that's the thing is, Pags has had a great, an absolutely uh, great season so far. So uh, I think he's been mentioned in most. I don't think all, but he's been mentioned in most of the episodes so far this season. So he's really stood out. Absolutely. And at number one, Chris, who is the Pigeonhole Hockey Podcast USPHL After Dark Forward of the Month for January? Forward of the Month for January is going to be from the San Diego Sabres, his teammate. The 07 from, I am going to struggle to say, Quebec, uh, Rivier de Loup. 
maybe Justin Ouellette. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Right now, French Canada's rolling. Uh, but it's uh, nine goals and nine assists he had this month in seven games played. Uh, so there he goes, 18 points. I can do math. But uh, he's had a great month. I mean, he's he's really stood out. He's been mentioned on the podcast before. I mean, again, San Diego's just done really good this season. I'm here. They're, this, I guess, so far, I've started over my thought process there. But uh, they've had, right now this month, the defender and the forward of the month so far. I mean, they just had a great month, and uh, they've been a fun team to watch. And I'm, I'm excited to see where they keep going as they fight for the playoffs. Yeah, and and I know that that certainly that top line or you know potentially top line. I don't I don't get to watch the games, but of Paganini, Frizette, or excuse me, Willette and Frizzato accidentally combined their names. All of those guys have just been putting up points, but also just playing very well, and in not a lot of games like we just mentioned a moment ago. So not surprising to see them be the number one and number two, and as well as having the defender of the month. Yeah, and, and as I mentioned earlier in the episode, it isn't all just stats-based. If it was stats-based, it would be guys like Paganini and, and, and Person. I could think of no yeah. at first. I was like, Noak, P, 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 a person. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would be the same guys. Like, last year would have been, like, you know, uh, it would have been basically Alexinian, Muri, and uh, Meraldo. But it's it's the whole game, the whole gameplay, the, how they – we watch it all, you know, so more most of it. I can't say I watch it all this season. But from everything we gather, I mean, these guys are just, they've been the standouts. They've had great months. So well done, Justin Ouellette, the uh, USPHL After Dark Forward of the Month for the Pigeon Hockey Podcast. But let's uh, take a moment to recognize the sponsor for this episode, and that's going to be DraftKings. Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn 5 bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. Right now, that spread is looking like a 1.5 spread for this Chiefs 49ers game. So pretty tight one. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for prom gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. We want to again thank DraftKings for sponsoring this episode. Now we move into, again, the best position in the universe until a planet tells me I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> and uh, we're going to talk about goalies. So let's break into the top 10 goalies of the month for, what is it, January. It's going to be January. <laughs> <laughs> My brain is broken, Sam. <laughs> it's okay. You've been compiling these scripts and also been dealing with everything else in your world of getting settled in Canada. So it's very excusable. <laughs> but I appreciate start... it. Plus I'm trying to mute out the background noise when I get a chance. So of course. It's um, <laughs> my wife apologize. <laughs> she's come back from the gym and she's making breakfast. So it is what it is. But uh but yeah remember I mean, it's the most important meal of the day is what it, I've been told. Allegedly it's the most important meal of the day. <laughs> allegedly. For me it's dinner. It's dinner. I can skip breakfast. I can't skip dinner. But go ahead. Chris, we're setting a bad example for the kids. Yeah, I don't know if breakfast is necessarily. I think that's 
it might be i don't know that might be some serial propaganda from the 40s or 50s or some crap i don't know but i think you're either way right about that actually <laughs> yeah but uh i mean the thing is like i i'm rarely hungry in the mornings i'm just not so i don't see the point in eating if i'm not hungry now i know i need to eat before i go to the gym because after this podcast i'm going to the gym so if i don't go to the gym with something in me i'm gonna be it's not gonna be a good workout let's just put it that way so yeah um but yeah so anyway uh top 10 usphl after dark goalies in the month all right for january so we're going to start at number 10 from the casper roughnecks the 03 from littleton colorado bryson stern yeah, Bryson Stearns had a great month. Uh, 141 of 157 shots stopped. Three games played. He's had the 0-3 record, but he's been basically facing off against some of the uh, stiffer competition that uh, Casper has faced this month. And uh, that's usually how it rolls with a lot of these teams. But, uh, yeah, he's he's had a great month in terms of, like, his gameplay and everything. He's seen a lot of shots. Uh, has made some great saves. And welcome back to the West, Bryson. He cracks the top ten. Love it. Absolutely. Congratulations to him. At number nine from the Bellingham Blazers, the 03 from Delta, British Columbia, Rahul Sharma. Yeah, Rahul's had a great month, uh, stopping 165, 183 for a 902 in four games played. Again, with an own four record, but it's not due to his gameplay. He has been incredible. In fact, I think you and Kyle were talking about that as you're, again, listeners, we're recording this on January 30th. But uh, this past weekend for us, uh, Rogue Valley had just faced off against Bellingham, and you guys were, uh, again, quite impressed with Raul. Yeah, he had a great game Saturday night. I mean, it was – it might have been a 5-2 scoreline, but honestly, he kept them in the game for so long. And, uh, in fact, Bellingham went up 2 nothing, and it was a close game throughout. So he made some unbelievable saves, and he was very deserving. Kyle and I like to do our three stars at the game at the end of the game. He was very deserving of, of at least a top three star, and we both gave it to him. Yeah, and I know that I think I, <laughs> I was texting you during the game. There was an incident right at the end of the game where basically after he covered a puck, and I think the game was basically over at that point, and I, uh, you know, it was like five to two or something. And uh, he ended up getting, after he covered the puck, he just, as a goalie, his head's down, he covers the puck, and all of a sudden, you know, there's a player on him, and he's been hitting the back of the head and stuff. And so he kind of come up frustrated and, I forgot what was said, but I'm like, no, no, no. I got to jump into the fence here at Raul because I'm like, uh, your goal, you're covering it up and all of a sudden you get crushed. And yeah, it's been a slightly frustrating game. He, he played great. But again, when 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 you're down uh, routinely throughout the month and then you get at the end of a game, you suddenly get you know walloped. You're going to come up with a little bit of frustration. So I, I think I jumped in the text right there and messaged you. I'm like, I'm 100% back in Sharma on this one. I, I, I see what happened in the play, but from the goalie's perspective, I, I, ex I know exactly how he feels. Yeah, and of course, like we, we like we do love seeing both sides. And and you know, Kyle and I were never were never goalies in the sense that you guys were. So it's very it's very understandable. It was just kind of tough because like. He doesn't realize it, but I'm pretty sure that his own defender accidentally pushed Lion into him, um, and that's how the the little kerfuffle started happening. But either way, it was just an unbelievable performance from Sharma, and and I heard from Kyle that Miller played very well the previous night. So yeah, um, he did. So it's both both goalies are showing up for Bellingham, and they've got some good talent on that roster, and still fighting for fighting for points at this end of the year. Yeah, and we'll mention Miller a little bit later. So let's move on to number eight. 
I, I did not realize I was jumping ahead. I no, you're fine. No, that's good. That's <laughs> I was just saying that the you know they their goalies have had a great month. They really have. But barring the record, I mean, it's goalies. A goalie can only do so much. And record uh, is not everything. It's kind of like a pitcher in baseball, where like if yep. you don't get the run support that you need, or you don't get the goal the, the goals support that you need, then you can still have great numbers, and it's not on you. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's there's goalies on teams where they they don't make the cut, but you know because their team's putting up enough points, but you know they're in net, they're they're posting good numbers, but they're not having to go above and beyond, and you know they're you know stopping seventeen of twenty, and it's like okay, well that's you know stopping seventeen of twenty is good, but it's you know it's a below nine, and sometimes it does suck. I mean, I've been a goalie on good teams, I've been a goalie on bad teams, and when you're not facing, like I'm a goalie that excels when I'm facing a lot of shots. So if I'm facing lesser shots, I'm probably letting a little bit more in because I'm not as in tune into the game. And, and, you know, just, and again, it's the type of shots. There's a lot of factors that are included in that too. I mean, you can get like low, you know, if, if they're coming in, they're keeping everything to the outside and, and players aren't able to come in. Yeah. You're going to be seeing that all day long as a goalie, but if it's a high probability, high scoring chance shots, those are tough. And sometimes if you're not facing a lot of shots in a game as a goalie, those might be the only shots you're generally getting in a game. So another goalie might be facing 50 shots a game, but a lot of them are, I don't know, I would call them low hanging fruit shots. They're not, they're not high probability score. You know, you can see them from a mile away and you know, the other goalie only facing 20 shots, but every single time it's because the defense, a really strong defense had a minimum, you know, minimal breakdown and boom, that guy's coming right in on you. So it it really is. I mean, stats aren't everything, but uh, you know that's why we don't fully utilize stats on on our our top ten positional standups of the month for any of these positions. I mean, they're definitely included because they're important, but they're not the end all be all. But with goalies, it's a little bit different, but not really. Uh, I, I don't like the what is it the um, <laughs> McGoolian. I'm blanking on goalie terms. GAA. Um, <laughs> my brain had to think on it because I'm like GA GA. It ain't right. Goals like they're goals against average. I don't pay attention to that at all because that's useless. It really is. That doesn't tell you anything about the goalies play. It just that tells you about the team, not the goalie. So I don't like that being counted against the goalie personally. Personal yeah. goalie bias there. Anyway, is what it is. Go goalies. <laughs> As we continue on with this list, we'll start back at number eight from the Casper Roughnecks, the 05 from Surrey, British Columbia, Kai Rivas. Yeah, Kai Rivas has uh, always, every episode since we started these award episodes, has made every single one for the USPHL After Dark. And uh, he stopped 180 of 196 this month with a 918 and four games played with a 2-1-0-1 record. Again, just another great month by Kai. Love having him on my fantasy team. I know that you were not <laughs> happy that I snaked him from you. <laughs> so, you can release him at any time you want, buddy. He, no, he's, I, he's met the qualifications. I changed my mind on what I said. <laughs> That's a secret. Uh, was, That's a secret inside was, joke between me and Chris. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was waiting. I was. I, you know, I'm going to strike. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> you strike when the iron's hot. Anyways, yeah. Uh, yeah. At number seven from the Vernal Oilers, the 05 from Fort Collins, Colorado, Evan Stringer. Yeah, Evan Stringer has had a great month, stopping 162 of 176 with a 920 and four games played and a shutout and an assist with a 3-0-1 record. Stringer has just been like when he gets a chance to be in that, he's usually doing really damn good. So uh 
great month, Evan. Absolutely. I just realized was was it in December or January when uh, when Bryson had that goal? Technically, technically it was. I think in the, it was in the uh, showcase, and he didn't oh, score right. it. I think he was the last roughneck to touch it. We're counting. I'm counting it as him scoring it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it counts. It's a goal. But uh, yeah, it, uh, it, it he didn't shoot it, so it's not as much fun. Fair. All right. I take um, it if I was a goalie. I never scored a goal. Bryson, this is why we don't listen to Chris. Anyways, uh, <laughs> at number six from the Bellingham Blazers, the 03 from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, previously mentioned on this episode, Joseph Miller. Yeah, Joseph Miller, again, like previously mentioned on this episode, he did stop 153 of 166 shots faced this month in four games, played with an 0-2-0-1 record. And again, again, with some of these teams that have a little bit of a tougher season, uh, the record is not indicative of the the goalies play. Joseph Miller's had a great month this month. And uh, yeah, I mean, the, the goalies for Bellingham have been just keeping the team in the game. Uh, they've been they've been having great months. Absolutely. At number five from the Rogue Valley Royals, the 04 from Fair Play, Colorado, Caden Edstrom. Yeah, Eddie had a great month, stopping 153 of 166 for a 922 in four games played, including a shutout most recently and a 2-1-0 and record. And again, most recently because we're recording this on January 30th. But uh, yeah, he's he had a great month this month uh, since he's come back to the Rogue Valley. Really, really impressed with this play so far. And I think he had a, a couple brilliant saves in that, that shutout game. So that was great. Yeah, I, I heard about them from Kyle for sure. And, you know, also the Royals... Once again, they, uh, I forgot to mention this earlier, but they did beat uh, Vernal for the first time in their franchise history earlier this month in Vernal. Edstrom played a great game on Friday night. They came up just a goal short. And then on Saturday night, they won an overtime on the back of number four from the Rogue Valley Royals, the 04 from Brownstown, Michigan, Isaac Colossa. Yeah, stopping 158 of 171 this month with a 9-2-4 and three games played with a 1-2 record. Uh, again, Colossus had a great month. I mean, Rogue Valley's coming up out of that, I guess, that early season stink uh, when the, the team uh, really was shy of players where it needed them. And that that adds up when you when you have those issues that happen early in the season and that the team's a little bit struggling and uh, just trying to make those moves to, to get the team back to, I guess, full strength healthy. And they're there now. I mean, they got great goaltending. They got great defense. They got goal scorers. And uh, it's, a, it's a team that wants to fight for the playoffs. I mean, this is a it's they're not going to lie down. They're going to give uh, you said they play Seattle five times this month. Yeah, they play five, five more games with Seattle, two at home, three on the road. <laughs> it's going to be a fun month between Seattle and Rogue Valley. Uh, I Absolutely. can already see it. But uh, but yeah, it's it's, you know, Isaac had a great month yet again. So, uh, you know, congratulations, Isaac. Absolutely. And at number three, speaking of Seattle, from the Totems, the 04 from Montreal, Quebec, Camden Widgington. Yeah, he's he, ever since he's joined Seattle, he's just been an incredible standout goalie, um, stopping 138 of 149 this month with a 926 and five games played, including a shutout and a three and one record. Um, he's just been he's been a great addition to the net there in Seattle. And I know they're pretty happy with bringing him on board. Absolutely. And I love, you know, shout out to self plug for a second to your your Instagram or the PHH podcast Instagram where you post uh, all the shutouts that are happening. And I definitely remember at least at least one from him and Cleof got another one as yep. well. So, you know, just shout out to all these Seattle goalies that are playing well and keeping them vying for that number one spot in the Northwest division. 
hundred percent. It's been a fun season so far. Yeah. At number two from the Bakersfield Roughnecks, the 04 from Peoria, Arizona, Connor Duminell. Yeah, Duminell again has had another great month, stopping 119 of 127 for a 937 in five games, played two shutouts and a four and one record. Honestly, Bakersfield, they are in it this season. They are, it's, they're going to be a fun team to watch. Everyone in the, in the Pacific is going to have to go through Fresno because Fresno is just Fresno. Um, but Bakersfield is definitely going to be one of those teams that is uh, going to try to have to take that. Vegas did it last year. It's possible, ladies and gentlemen. Vegas did it. They took them out. But uh, right now, it's that's the team you got to shoot for. And I, Duminil, and right now, the Duminil, Hurons, uh, and I think Sutton, he's even had a shutout this month. Yeah, it was Max Sutton. It had to be Max Sutton. Uh, I'm looking up Bakersfield because I'm like, I'm missing a goalie. They had Regan in that, I think, this month, too. He might be the one I'm thinking of, but I don't think Regan got a shutout. Yeah, Regan. Okay, so yeah, it was Sutton that got the shutout then. But yeah, uh, you know, back to Connor. Uh, again, another great month. He's routinely mentioned on here. And uh, he's Connor Dumino. What else can you say about him? <laughs> Never enough. But in the meantime, who is the Pigeonhole Hockey USPHL After Dark Goalie of the Month for January? That's going to be from the Vernal Oilers, the 04 from, I'm not going to pronounce it, Hungary, Levente Hedjadus. <laughs> Look at where he's from, man. I'm like, ooh, I'm going with, you know, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it a shot, Levente. I'm going to go with uh, Sekas Fervar. Sekas Fervar, Hungary. Um, you can laugh at me all you want, but Sekas Fervar looks like what I'm going to go with. But you ready for this? Stopping 378 of 402 shots this month. Wait, really? Yeah. Stopping Did 378. Every game? <laughs> eight games played with a 6-1-1 one, one record. And this is a guy that just came back off the Worlds. So he didn't play a lot in December in the USPHL because he was playing for his home nation. But this month he came back and he made up for it with 378 of 402. Like that's incredible. Nine four over. I mean, he's just had a month. There's no way he couldn't be number one this month with his gameplay. With, I mean, he's you know helped Vernal kind of climb right back in there because I mean the Vernal really wasn't far out. But I mean they just with with him being solid there and and you talk about those duels we were talking about it on the last episode with the NCDC. I mean you got you know Hedgeduce and Stringer in that right there. I mean, that's just a, a good one-two punch. And again, I'm probably missing a goalie there on Vernal. My brain said I'm missing a goalie. So back to Lee. I don't know why I just don't keep elite prospects open during the podcast, to be honest with you. <laughs> because when I get into these, I can talk about it all day long. I get onto a recording and everything just goes away when it, when, no, it most, I was, when it's most important. Sorry, I was certainly keeping an eye on the box scores between um, Vernal and Casper, you know, with the Royals still looking who they're going to possibly play in the first round of the playoffs and as well as trying to battle for possibly getting a higher seed. So, you know, there was a lot of offense in those series and a lot of shots from both sides. I mean, I know that Rivas made a ton of saves on Casper's side. So did Stern. And then Hegedus faced like above 60 shots or 60 and up for three out of the four starts against Vernal. So now, now it makes a lot of sense as to why or excuse me, um, against Casper. So now it makes sense as to why uh, he saved so many shots this month. Yeah, it's it's been – he's had a month, man. It's he's, he's had a great month, and he's been a standout goalie, and it's it's going to be stuff like that that's going to allow Vernal to 
make a run for the nationals again. So, you know, but, uh, you know, they're going to get some strong competition right now. And uh, I mean, really right now, I would say all but Bellingham seems to be pretty strong right now. Bellingham's got great goaltending, but I can't see Bellingham making a run for anything at the moment. But I mean, Rogue Valley, Seattle and Casper are going to try. They're going to they're going to try to be those teams that, you know, Absolutely. have to face off against Vernal and, and take them out. So, um, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a fun way to see the uh, playoff cycle. And uh, I'm excited for it. It's I'm, I'm ready for the playoffs. But, you know, what? I'm ready for the month of February, too. I'm ready for some hockey. So uh, but yeah, great, great players this month. Great games this month. Really looking forward to what February has to offer. And uh, I think it's probably a great place to wrap it up, Sam. Absolutely. So uh, we want to thank all of you listeners for tuning in. Make sure to follow us on social media to stay up to date. Uh, that said, it was Pigeon Hockey Podcast with Chris and Sam. Have a great day, hockey fans. And remember, listeners, always clear your crease.